learn to conceal your special gift and harness your power until the time of the gathering. What gathering? When only a few of us are left, we will feel an irresistible pull towards a faraway land. The fight for the prize. Come on! Master! Never lose your temper. If your head comes away from your neck, it's over. Never overextend your thrust. You're vulnerable and off balance. Oh, no. <laughs> Heather, please. If it came down to just us two, would you take my head? must fight until only one remains. You are safe only on holy ground. None of us will violate that law. It's tradition. Now for the last. Trust me. Let yourself feel the stack. It's hot. Beating. It's blood. Yeah, is that nostalgia or what? This really is in response to Jason Almy of Shit Happens When You Party Naked talking about Highlander. This, this is a great scene. You've got Sean Connery, who's dead. He's been dead for two years. And you've got um, Christopher Lambert, who played uh, McLeod. Or McLeod. You know, that's how the Scottish say it. So, um... Mm. Music, oh, that theme was done by the late Michael Kamen.
this is this is a nostalgia for you right here. Okay. Michael Kamen is famous for doing that orchestration in Metallica's Nothing Else Matters. What is nostalgia? Do we all have it? Do we all feel it? It's like when you hear a song from the 80s, it's nostalgic. Nostalgia. Some of us don't feel it. Some of us live in the moment. Nostalgia is coined as a sentimental longing or wishful affection for the past, typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. Yeah. Could we say that about Highlander? By the way, welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Where are my manners? I forgot. <laughs> huh. Sometimes I get nostalgic. Last night I was watching a documentary on um, uh, Rick James. And um, I heard uh, that song from Mary Jane, the Mary Jane Girls, My House. Um, and it brought back a lot of memories. I love that song. And I love Rick James. Come on. How, how can you not love Rick James? Rick James, Rick James before the whole Chappelle thing, okay? And, and he was alive to see that, barely. But before all of that, we just knew the music. And we knew that he was a bad motherfucker. We knew he was a bad motherfucker, okay? And um, we'll get we'll get to the Chappelle. I mean, talk about nostalgia right there. But I re- I watched this really great documentary on him on Showtime. It's called um, "Bitchin: The Sound and Fury of Rick James." Now we all know about the Chappelle thing. But here we go. Here's some Rick James for you. black people here and we make music i mean don't we exist blacks have been stigmatized into this choreograph two up two up you know uh. i want to write about whatever and be able to wear whatever i smoke marijuana i can write about it I don't like Richard Nixon, I can call him an asshole. <laughs> I want to be nasty and I want to be raw. This man was a genius. Electric. He had an attitude. The father. Draft dodger. Sexual abuse. Crazy. It gets no funkier than Rick James. Rick's music anchored itself to the evolution of black history in America. They put words to it. His style was just hard. This wasn't just a performance. We now know this was actually who he was. He was accused of sexual assault. That was the demon. That was drug-possessed James Johnson. I was very vocal because I'm very vocal about injustice. I've never been one to bite my tongue, and I never will. If I see something funky that's going on, I'm going to speak on it. Never mind who you thought I was. I'm Rick James, bitch. What's interesting, and yes, it is, 
ironic that he's saying I'm all about fighting for injustice, but when he was coked out, he was coked out. And he did a lot of injustices, okay? So the documentary, this, this really, you know, he really did say those things. And, I mean, if you look at the Chappelle skit, it is not far from the truth. It really is not. And, and right there, the, today's magic word is nostalgia. <laughs> I mean, I, I started off the show talking about Highlander. Highlander is a great movie, by the way. I've seen the sequels. There used to be a TV show, too. <laughs> in fact, the guy from the TV show, I think, is in the final movie that they put out. Um, but when you've got Sean Connery in a movie, come on. Come on. That's probably why the fourth Indiana Jones sucked. It's because Sean Connery wasn't in it. So that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, I'm all I'm all about nostalgia. But at the same time, you know, I had an instance where someone was asking me, what was it like? You know, I, they were talking about we were talking about the past. And I said, well, I said 25 years ago, I was about 16, 17. And someone said, does that make you feel old? And I said, no, it makes me feel privileged that I lived in a time that was not. I mean, it was starting to get accelerated, but we didn't have social media. We didn't. I mean, I'm talking to you right now on a on a smartphone. We didn't have those. You had. I think. I don't. How old are blackberries? I don't know. I'm, well, you you know you didn't have them, but come on. So yeah, yeah. It, it was an it was an interesting time, and we listened to Rick James. I mean, if you've seen the movie Friday, they're listening to Rick James. Come on, and they're listening to Give It to Me and and Mary Jane. And by the way, those of you who love Rick James, okay, just so you know, Mary Jane is not about a chick. It's about weed, okay? Just so you know. Let's get that out of the way because so many of you, oh, I don't smoke that shit. Yeah, but you like that song by Rick James, okay? All right. So we're going to go to one of the most famous, infamous, talked about skits of all time, so much so that the late Charlie Murphy he got tired of it. People would shout it to him in restaurants. We're going to hang out with Rick James tonight, you know what I'm saying? And here he comes out the room, and I look at him, and I'm not bullshitting, man. I seen, like, like an orange, his aura or whatever. I, I seen it. He's orange. He started kicking it, and he was mad niggerish, man, which was, you know, right up my alley. I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers of all time. I'm one of the best singers, one of the best-looking motherfuckers you've ever seen. Hold my drink, bitch. You walk into any chick with the whole side of their face, man. I'm Rick James, bitch. Draw yourself. <laughs> we got closer, started hanging out. My brother didn't do any of this shit. So at night, when Eddie would break out, we would all be doing getting crazy and wild. And if I was hanging with Rick, he had this thing with me where he used to always like fuck with me, man. I don't I don't know what what started it. You know, he was hanging out with the big dogs, you know, you know, Charlie didn't know he was doing crazy things and I had to straighten him out. Sometimes I had to go upside his head. Things like escalated to the point where, you know, my man got too familiar and I ended up having to whip his ass, man, you know, because, you know, he would step across the line. 
Habitually, he's a habitual line stepper. First time, you know, I, I had to end up whipping his ass. Uh, we went to Studio 54. We walking up into the VIP section, and um, I'm looking around and see who's there, and looking at the girls and everything. And all of a sudden, I heard something go, Tom Murphy! <laughs> he had this ring on to commemorate this song he had put out called Unity. And this was a this and this was imprinted in that black head of his for at least a week. <laughs> Eddie and everybody else thought that that was the funniest shit. And so that threw me in a, a weird space because I'm like, yeah, this is Rick James. He's a star. I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> It's a celebration, bitch. <laughs> maybe I'm overreacting. I actually went there. Like, I, maybe I shouldn't do nothing. But my ghetto side was going, yo, stomp this motherfucker out right here. The fuck is wrong with him? I'm just one, and I'm just getting started, bitches. <laughs> he told me, just roll me off. Like, I'm that nigga to steal on. You know what I'm saying? What, 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 are you going to smack me back? I'm Rick James. He's Charlie Murphy. I waited, because I knew what, what hotel he was staying in. Eddie and them went home, and... I said, y'all be right back. I shot over to the hotel, went up to his room, knocked on the door. So then he comes in there, and I said, look, bitch, I'm Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charlie Murphy! He had his hand cocked to throw another red hand. When he's coming for his camp, caught him with the front. He'll tell it like he gave me some kind of Bruce Lee. Cross kick or something. I kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> 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 Dwayne is knocked out of him. And then he screams out. Security! The one in the front, he had crooked eyes and shit. The one eye was looking at me, and the other one was looking at Rick. And Rick had edged over by the, the window. Now, darkness, the tables are turned. Do with him whatever you like. Motherfuckers, take one more step. I'm kicking this nigga out the motherfucking window. Come here, freeze. You know you was wrong for what you did to me earlier. Look what you did to my face. I'm sorry, Tyler Murphy. It was an accident. I was having too much fun. I'll offer you a truce. The stickiest of the icky. You want to smoke with the old boy Rick James? Yo, man, my forehead is bumping, man. Now that you mention it, I think I'm bleeding inside my chest. <laughs> but I got the medicine. Bitch, come over here and have sex with Charlie Murphy. I'm Rick James, bitch. That was how that particular incident ended. But it wasn't the last time I had to whip his ass, whip his ass, whip his ass. Don't you think Charlie's a little old if you take taking karate? You probably taking it with the little kids. The Studio 54 thing, you know, that, that blew over. You know what I'm saying? And, um, but then, you know, here we go again. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Rick is encouraging me. You know, he shows up at my brother's house, fucked up. Nice place, nigga. So he had these, these dirty cowboy boots on. Pushed us out of the way, barged in the house. My brother had these brand new couches. They were suede, right? And he gets on the couch and says, Why don't I stretch out? <laughs> And just started grinding mud on this couch, oh, man. Shit. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet in Eddie's couch. You remember why you did it? Because Eddie could buy another one. 
Fuck your couch, nigga. Buy another one, you rich motherfucker. Fuck your couch, nigga. Fuck your couch. Darknesses. Darknesses. Because my, my complexion used to call me darkness. He calls me and my brother darkness. He calls us darkness brothers. See, this is long before Wesley Snipes. Back then, <laughs> we was the blackest niggas on the planet. Before he was with the and it's both of them brother doctors. Twin brother doctors. And we stand and looking at him. He's looking right in our eyes as he grinds his mud. See, I never just did things just to do them. Come on, I mean, what am I gonna do? Just, just all of a sudden just jump up and grind my feet on somebody's couch? Like it's like it's you know something to do. Come on, I got a little more sense than that. <laughs> but he yeah, did I remember it. grinding my feet on his couch. I just did things just to do them. Come on, I mean, what am I gonna do? Just all of a sudden, just jump up and grind my feet on somebody's couch, like it's like it's you know something to do. Come on, I got a little more sense than that. Yeah, I remember grinding. My feet on <laughs> then it was like, you know what? Let's handle this. We went over there. Right? Hey, him about me. Oh. And we held him down, and we just wailed on his legs. <laughs> Darkness, you black, midnight, evil motherfucker, black magic, darkness, <laughs> bro, darkness, you fucking delirious motherfucker, ah, you were cold as ice. But still, Rick James, even after taking a beating like that, fuck your couch, nigga. This motherfucker's going out. His legs is like, like linguine. I've been kicked out of better homes than this. <laughs> I'll be back. Wide nose having motherfuckers. They said they never gave you niggas money. You don't know how to appreciate it. You know you can't get a couch. What am I gonna do about my legs? My brother, you know, he's a he's a lot more compassionate than I am. He's looking and Lemon's driving off. We said, wow, man. Rick need help. Rick really needs help. I was like, yo, we just gave him some help. <laughs> I bet you he won't come over here and disrespect like that again. Wrong. Wrong. Talking about Rick James, man. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> See what I mean? Talk about nostalgia. That is one of the most famous recited scenes, okay? And they talked about that. How kids, I guess, were getting in school. They were getting in trouble in grammar school because they were repeating those skits. It was a cultural phenomenon. And yeah, we can talk about nostalgia. Nostalgia is not really my favorite word, though. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I'll listen to the songs from the 80s. And yeah, it it, it does transport you. But nostalgia is like sugar. It only lasts so long, you know? And and I'm talking about the good songs from the eighties, okay? Not not the bad ones. There's a lot of bad ones. And back in the eighties there were feuds. People think that the only feuds, you know, Tupac versus Biggie. Come on. Come on. There was actually a very famous feud. Oh god, this is turning into nostalgia. Thanks a lot, Jason. Um there was a very yes, Rockers Fight Two. Rockers Fight Two. Um. Oh, this is famous. Very, very famous. Oh my God. 
So Robert Robert Smith, you know, wears his heart on his sleeve. He just does, and if we can, no. Um, Robert Smith versus Morrissey. Robert Smith of the Cure did not like Morrissey. He just didn't like him. And here we go. Perhaps, um, I yeah, I, I, well, this is an un, un, unfortunate comparison because I, I actually dislike them immensely. Why? Um, but I, I just don't like like him. I, I think he's really ar- arrogant. Talking about the Smiths, perhaps. Um, so he thinks he thinks Morrissey is arrogant. Okay, I, I, hey, I'm not going to disagree. Uh, nor would my friend, whom I saw a rep Morrissey with, isn't that right? Here we go. By the sounds of it, no. Hi. <laughs> By the sounds of it, no. Um, ah, nostalgia. I should call my first album this. No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. But see, those are examples of nostalgia. You've got Highlander and, and that Queen song, which I can't play. Princes of the Universe. I love that song. That video, though, it's like... I'll, I'll, I'm going to get real here. Um, Freddie Mercury really should have, you know, at least trimmed his underarms. It's like, oh, my God. My God. But anyway, that's the, that's the least of our worries here. Um, and then the Chappelle, that famous Chappelle skit. But, you know, and, and Rick James. I mean, yes, those of you who grew up in the 90s, you probably already you just you just know Hammer MC Hammer can't touch this. Well, that's a sample of Rick James's Super Freak. Okay, now there's always been this kind of rumor that it's about Linda Blair because he dated Linda Blair, you know, but it's not. It's not. Um, but watch that documentary. There's a lot about Rick James. Probably a lot of you don't know his real name wasn't Rick James. Uh, he was in a he was in a short lived band called the Minor Birds with Neil Young. They were signed to Motown, and then Rick left, and then he started um, another band, and then he got and then he went back to Motown. <laughs> yeah, Rick James was a character, but he was also a problematic character. Okay. Because of what happened, and he went to jail, and the drugs, and the cocaine. He said it in that Chappelle skit. Cocaine is a hell of a drug, and and it and it cost him his life. That I think that's what led to his death. He did have a heart attack um, in two thousand and four, and that's what killed him. And so, you know, it catches up to you. So he, yeah, he was right. It's one hell of a drug. Yeah, it killed him. Oh my God. Yeah. Here we are at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast talking about nostalgia. Jason, can't believe you. Um, He also mentioned something that I didn't even know, which is that Kevin Conroy, who was the voice of Batman, was gay. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't. He, he, hasn't, he wasn't at any of the meetings. So, um, yeah, yeah. But finally, I want to tackle this because 
what is this this no nut november bullshit i've heard about it before now you said um donut november um okay no no oh this is so stupid my god i'm glad you didn't do it i'm you know no nut november is an internet challenge oh great wasn't surprised by that. Revolving around male abstinence from masturbation, sex, and ejaculation. During the month of November, it originated in 2010 and grew in popularity on social media during and after 2017. <clears throat> Although No Nut November was originally intended to be satirical, some participants claimed that abstaining from ejaculating and not watching pornography has health benefits. Really? An Urban Dictionary entry for No Nut November was published in 2011, and in 2017, the movement started to gain popularity on social media. See, right there, no. It is associated with the NoFap community on Reddit. Oh, God, you got to get Reddit involved, which encourages its members not to masturbate. Why? The Reddit community No Nut November grew from 16,000... 16,500 subscribers in November 2018 to 52,000 subscribers. Oh, give me a fucking break. After some far-right public figures, including Paul Joseph Watson, promoted the campaign. What a dick. E.G. Dickinson of Rolling Stone suggested that the movement had been co-opted by the far-right. Vice criticized the challenge in where? 2018, after it had hurt... Uh, Adherents sent threats to ex-hamster on Twitter, similar saying it had been co-opted by far-right figures. Destroy Dick December. Oh, God, that's scary. Destroy Dick December is a related internet challenge following No Nut November, which serves as a counterpoint, encouraging participants to take part in sexual activities such as intercourse and masturbation after abstaining from during the previous month. What the fuck? Really? Oh, God. Huh. Okay. All right. Before we end tonight's show, I have to address this. Thankfully, Jason named the episode Donut November. Um, I am slowly getting back into, and I mean slowly because I might have to ramp it up, into getting fit again. I'm trying to eat right. I'm trying to exercise more. But back in the day... When I was exercising every day, I did not withhold that from myself. Usually, I would wait until after I was done, and then I would that that was my treat afterwards. And if you don't want to hear this, fine, I don't care. But we're all adults here, and and after I would work out, that was my treat. Well, I'd have the protein, I'd drink the protein, and then I'd pop out some protein. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. But really, that's bullshit because it really doesn't affect your performance. You may think it does, but it doesn't. And the other thing is, is that <clears throat> I'm noticing that people who try to keep people from masturbating, it actually is good for you. It is beneficial for your mood. Okay. So even though it's satirical and people took it, you motherfuckers take it to the hilt. You take it to Reddit, and you take this shit seriously, okay? No nut November. Oh, please. How do you think babies are going to be made for the next year? 
in November. It's nice and it's warm. And come on, people want to get freaky. Let's let's go there. Um, but uh, yeah. So any and and I don't think I've had ever had a fitness person say to me, "Oh, don't jerk off," because it doesn't affect it. It doesn't affect it. Okay. I'm not going to say how many times I do that a day because it's really none of your business. Um, but yeah, it, it it's good for your mood. I've never really felt guilty or shameful of doing it. It's, it's all good. Even when I was dating people, I still did that. So what the fuck? No, not November. Are you fucking crazy? Look at Rick James. He didn't believe in no nut November. He had to nut every second. Because <laughs> he's Rick James. <laughs> Give it to me, baby. <sighs> yeah, I know. This is one big nostalgia fuck fest. <laughs> and not my favorite fuck fest. So. Um, <laughs> we're going to end tonight. I'm I'm basically mirroring everything that Jason talked about on his show. <laughs> um, so it's it's only fitting that since he talked about um, Kevin Conroy, um, that we should uh, pay tribute to Kevin Conroy. You know, um, the voice of Batman. Uh... Oh, here we go. Perfect. That, of course, is Mark Hamill as the Joker. At Comic Con. Huh? We'll miss you, Kevin Conroy. As I said before, I had no idea he was gay. I had no idea. All right. Now. This might satisfy some of you. This isn't really... Um, I haven't been watching The Crown. I know people who have. Um, and apparently... This was just released. Um, Jason didn't talk about this on his show. So I'm going to talk about it. Um, someone had said to me that I guess the Queen died of something. Um, you know... Some of this I don't know if I if I believe it because come on, she lived her life like a fine tooth comb. Nothing escaped the clutches. But apparently, it says here, according to a book, a book. So this is a legend. She secretly battled cancer in the last months of her life. Okay, uh, Queen Elizabeth was battling cancer in the last few months of her life, and new biography has claimed claimed. Should be in capital letters. Giles Brandreth, a friend of Prince Philip, made the claims that the late monarch in an upcoming biography called Elizabeth an intimate portrait. 
The official cause of Elizabeth II was listed as old age, but Giles claimed it was actually a rare form of bone marrow cancer that took Queen Elizabeth II's life. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we got nostalgia and we got hearsay. Mm. And no, not November. It's one big fuck fest now, isn't it? Oh, and we talked about Rick James and yeah. That this is this is one for the books. I think I'll call it Sunday Nostalgia at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. We've covered television, we've covered movies, we've covered music, we've covered why you should ejaculate every day. It helps your mood. And and it also fights prostate cancer, just so you know. As always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>